Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. On this episode, we have been to the cinema to see Annabelle Comes Home. Our something to scream about on this episode is Children in Horror. And we have a special request from someone to do a review for our movie for the vault. It's none other than Robert England's 976 Evil. Evil as fuck as well, man. Evil. Evil. Right. How you been? Yeah, mate, I'm fucked. I'm proper knackered. Walking up hills and shit like that. Yes, I like to walk up. I've had my own scary horror for the last two days. Yeah. I've been walking 32 miles in the rain. In. Don't feel sorry for you, mate. In Wales. Do it yourself. Done well. We've we've earned over 400 pounds for uh, a mental health, a local mental health charity. So. Thank you. You are going to heaven. I, 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 I'm <laughs> no, trying, you're not. I'm just trying to weave it out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cool. Look, mate, what's been going on? What have you been doing? Um, not much, really. It's just been a bit busy. Uh, obviously, um, we are moving Draw One Last Breath Towers shortly, hopefully. Fingers crossed. So uh, we'll be recording a different location. Not that that matters to any fucking body, but <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy couple of weeks, but yeah. Everyone cares about you, mate. Let's go into the news. Let's right. do some news. I mean, I hope you... Fill me up with some news. Hopefully you've got some STC San Diego Comic Con news. Possibly, That'd be awesome. Maybe. <laughs> um, I've got... A, I'm, I'm like news light this week, mm, but... You've been I've, a busy man. I've got a little tiny bit. So the Real Life Conjuring House has been purchased in Rhode Island. I saw Island. this, yeah, man. This <laughs> is so cool. Should we buy it? it, will, it will, no, it's been purchased and oh. it'll open to visitors this year. That's correct. We're going. So we have to go to Rhode Island. A draw breath. Would you go in there? Huh? Would you go in there? Damn right I would. It's a proper house. There's some real stuff's happened there. I don't give a shit. I'd still go there. As long as you don't touch anything. <laughs> It'd probably be It'd right. be like a proper scare house. Yeah. I bet they will do that, probably. Where's Rhode Island? Uh, Upstate New York, New York is it? it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's, that's doable. Yeah, definitely. Mate, so, road trip. The draw one last breath. Uh, coach trip. So <laughs> 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 to New York. We we get all the breathers. So anyone who wants to come yeah. along, we will put a coach trip on. Get everyone, and we do a little. Uh, we can maybe go to the Amateur House on Long Island, and then uh, up to Rhode the, Island. Do the island points. tour. Yeah, man, I'm up for that. Amity Island and Amity Island. Mm, all the islands. <laughs> all the islands. Cool. Um, I saw a trailer, mm. which I bloody loved. Yeah, what's this? It's It too. Yeah, oh, oh my God, how good was, tra- was that trailer? There's so much of the clown in that trailer, it's ridiculous. Oh, it looks just so good. It's just every little kind of shot, they just, they just, Everything is creepy. It just looks like it's shot beautifully. It's just like, oh, everything about it. I really hope it don't let us down. I really, really don't. Old Scar Scars look like he's on it, mate. That yeah. long tongue. Yeah. In the, when you've got the kid in the little mi- the house of mirrors. Yeah. And like James oh, McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. 
creep fest. But it looks like they're doing like a lot of like comparison um, drawbacks to the kids. Good, because I, I think those kids were so good. I, and I think their acting chops was amazing. It'd be a shame to not use them again, do you know what I mean? I definitely agree. I'm really looking forward to Mr. F- see Mr. Finn Wolfgard again. Yeah. Fucking great name. You love him, didn't you? So yeah, that's out on September the 6th. Yes. In cinemas near you. Yeah. All cinemas Or are. maybe not. Wow. <laughs> we won't talk about that, will we? No. Wow. <laughs> anyway, on another note, we're going to Fright Fest. We've got our tickets. Yes. So we can confirm that we have got Fright Fest tickets. And I was the one who came to rescue. Wow. Actually, well, one of your friends. Well, my brother-in-law <laughs> came to the rescue. Oh, yeah, your brother-in-law. My brother-in-law came to rescue. We were all like frantically. Says, oh, you know. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. I mean, the Fright Fest site always seems to have a few teething problems. Yeah, whenever it's it, not um, really their fault. I understand it's like through the, the servers they use, whatever. But it was a bit frustrating because I had some bang on good tickets in my basket and it just wouldn't let me pay for them um but nevertheless we're going they're great they're great at getting the issues resolved they've been very good on twitter and talking to everyone so like very good but we've got tickets we've got seats we're in uh row e E, row e we're in the row e crew yeah and um we're looking forward to we've we've gone through and looked at the whole um fright fest oh my god we we've got a big agenda. Hmm. I can't bloody wait to like get into some fucking horror at Fright Fest. It's like just over a month away. Yep. Yeah. Sure is. Which is a month. Wait. Yeah, a month today. Yeah. Oh, mate, I can't bloody wait. It's going to be so good. So, so we're going to see good. some trailers announced and Matt's probably not going to watch any of the trailers, but I probably will. <laughs> Maybe. I might, I might, might watch a couple. <laughs> yes. Um, and obviously, um, we are going to London and Film and Comic Con next weekend yeah. so if anyone's um out and about and yeah. we'll be donning some uh draw one last breath merch that we yeah. that we've just that we just had for made. ourselves not, yeah. not well if you guys want any you're just gonna have to contact us send us an email at uh draw one last breath at hotmail.com and we'll see if we can uh maybe get one made yeah maybe maybe but it'd be expensive and obviously we're, we're gonna go and see our friend Ali Cat Graphics. Yeah, yeah, can't wait to bump into uh, those he's guys. He's going to be there, so we're going to go and check them out. And uh, we're going to go and see if we can meet some of the guests, uh, hopefully. Uh, David Norton from American Werewolf in London. Yeah, we'd l- really want to meet him. Um, Kane um, Hodder. Kane Hodder, yeah. I'll Both Hatchet and Friday the 13th. Oh, mate, it's got to be done, isn't it? So I think we're going to have a quite a good leisurely time. No, There's no rushing around. There's no crazy gra- guests with massive queues, so it's just... Uh, can be quite easy. Hopefully, we'll get some interviews. You never know. Got some good content. Fingers crossed. Yeah, never know. Just gonna pimp that out, basically. Yeah, I'm gonna be on it like treat, a car bonnet. Treat him like a manhole. So, have you got any other bits of uh, news? No, I told you a bit light on the news. So, mm. I want you to hit me with some San Diego news, please. I've got a couple of bits from San Diego. Um, I want to focus on obviously the horror stuff. I'm not going to talk about everything else because there's quite a lot going on. But they have announced that there will be a Doctor Strange new movie coming out. Really? What's yeah. the what's the title? It is titled um, Multiverse of Madness, and Sam. it's going to be the first MCU horror film. It's, it's a horror. So it's donned as a horror film. This is how really? they donned it. Yeah. So we finally get. Well, new mutants has been kicked to the curb, is it? And I don't. I really one. don't know. I don't. I don't know. It just it, literally, I haven't read loads about it. I just saw a bit of the panel, um, and it's uh, the multiverse of madness. It's called, 
which is cool. And also they have also um, put out that there's going to be a new Blade movie oh. uh, with Mahershala Ali as Blade. Now, there's a little bit of a good bit of trivia about the first ever Blade movie with Wesley Snipes. Mm. You know, it was the first Marvel 18. 18, yeah. That little fact won you something, didn't it, at one stage? Was it you? Um, I can't remember. Wasn't there like a competition when you went to some... You know. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um. So that that's some good news from the Marvel front for us because obviously we're massive Marvel fans and I mean it's a little while yet and stuff, but they've announced loads of other movies, four movie and loads of other bits and pieces, um, which is cool. But also, um, Walking Dead were there in full effect for uh, showing the trailer for season ten. I saw it. Oh, looks amazing. They're finally going to war with the Whisperers. There's a bit of fighting on the beach. Uh, there's a little bit of spoilers that obviously Negan's out and they're going to have to fight together. Uh, but I'm loving it. I this has got to be the final ep- final season and then I guess there'll be spin-offs maybe. If, you know, obviously maybe. Rick's gone off somewhere. Maybe there are a couple of movies that they're well, they planning. They announced that as well, that the, the Rick movie is going ahead as well. The definite and starting filming. So, yeah, so I'm well excited for all that because I love me Walking Dead. Um stuff but that that was everything really for Sa- san diego so far um so i got there's a no other of... horror mo- news from apart from walking dead so we've got walking dead mm. and a marvel a potential marvel horror movie yeah what about the witcher we saw sort i keep seeing something about this is that an action movie or... yeah well it's a game wasn't it it's, oh okay it's, it's arrived from a game i think yeah. um but that's henry cavill he looks good as a role because he look he looks just like him um but i never played the video game so i don't really know much about that um i've got a couple of other bits that aren't san diego related um now there is a cast picture come up for the army of the dead um and there's a full-on massive like this about like 10 of the 12 of the cast members in there a lot of them are quite unknown, but the main main character is Dave Baptista. Dave Baptista. Baptista. Oh, wicked! Yeah, so he's 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 definitely in it at the forefront of the photo. So that's pretty cool. But not not really much else is. Peter Rossi's in it, if I remember rightly. Oh, really? From uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, cool. And Luke Cage fame. Cool. Excellent. Okay. Good stuff. So that's that 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 does look really good. Mm, so. Bring on, bring on the Schneider. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, there is another bit of news, actually, from San Diego. They released some pictures of new pops they're bringing out. Okay. And they're bringing out us pops. Really? Yeah, really. Okay. Well, and get out pops, <laughs> which is brilliant. I've seen the pictures, and they look just they look awesome. So that means Jordan Peele's a little bit of a nerd. I kind of like that. So he's yeah. licensed Funko to be able to do those those pops. They're going to be awesome. Though. Which one would you want? What, if I could have... What, if out you could us have, have the us ones. Probably, I'd say one of the best ones is the, the little boy, because of the mask. And yeah. Stuff. That's pretty cool. But does, um, does she hold... I can't remember her name now, but the scissors, I'm guessing, play yeah, a yeah, she part. She's got the scissors like, oh. against the chest, which is cool. And the gal one, there's one of him in the chair. Oh, wow. In the chair, like... Uh, like obviously under the kind of mind thing it's like look, looks pretty cool really cool a couple of other bits i got last few bits these are uh, th- th- this is really cool now um i don't know if i spoke to you about this but um i uh, spoke to somebody we got in contact with across um instagram 
So it's called What If Stories. Um, and basically you find them on Instagram. They're called, uh, you can find them at, at what underscore if underscore stories. And it's basically a guy that's um, designed a comic. And it's crossover. So it's like Die Hard with um, Dawn of the Dead. So oh, wow. It's like called Die Hard of the Dead. So it's kind of a crossover comic. Um, now, he sent issue one of Die Hard of the Dead to me. And I wanted to obviously talk about it on there. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to send it to you so you can have a look at it as well. Thank you. So I think you'll really like it. Um, but he's reached out to me and we've had a little chat and stuff. But this stuff is awesome. Um, it, the the artwork is really really cool, and if you want a, a kind of like a what if stories kind of person, like just interesting storylines teamed up with kind of nostalgia films that you remember, is he's got a couple. This is for a couple of examples: is the Die Hard of the Dead, uh, Bad Moon Rising. It's called. It looks really cool. But there's another one coming out soon, and it's called Gremlins. So it's like a spin on Gremlins. But get this: it's set. In World War Two, Gremlins in Gremlins yeah. in World so War Two. Basically, what happens is, obviously, you remember the character Murray Flutterman. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he he is in this comic fighting in World War Two, uh, and basically, the I would imagine the Germans they've got to form allies with the Americans, and they've got to kind of fend off these gremlins somehow but they have to join forces otherwise they're all going to die that's really but clever the, just from yeah. like one one line in a, in the gremlins movie yeah. that's pretty impressive i'm i'm really looking forward to looking it, picking so this it up. looks really cool but there's um if you go to the website which is whatifstories.co.uk um if you donate two pound um you can get drawn as a zombie in one of the comics which is really cool i thought like you, you can get a chance to obviously like a competition um so i thought it was really good and you know, somebody who's obviously doing it all himself and funding it and stuff. It just is something that I think people should get involved with because it looks really, really cool. Go and check them out on Instagram. Go check the website. But I think people will really, really like this. It, I, I found it really interesting. I think it's a, a kind of area that's not been cornered that would be really, really cool. We do like the indies. So yeah. I'm quite looking forward to checking this out, actually. So if you can whack that over my yeah. way, I'll have a look. Yeah. It's all designed by a guy called Matt Stapleton. Cool. You can find them on Instagram. Cheers, Matt. Yes, thank you. And also my final and final final bit of news. Um, another t-shirt company has popped up that's that's really, really cool. Um, that I ordered a It Follows long sleeve t-shirt from. Uh, and it is so nice. Um, the guy is called Vegan Horror. And <laughs> his website is called Vegan Horror Society at BigCartel.com. Um, but he does all sorts of like he's does some great stuff so he's got a really nice it long sleeve um, monster squad um, the craft I know you like the craft uh, Halloween free uh, evil dead uh, creep show and many more so but it's uh, again it's based in the UK so there's none of those crazy import charges which is just like well sucks. unless you listen to us from the US and then well, yeah, obviously, yeah, but for or us, Germany, we've got it's some, a change because we've got, we order, Ger- we've got a big German contingent. Yeah, so we we order stuff like normally the stuff that I want is in the states, but this this guy is just producing stuff that's obviously easy for us to get yeah. hold of without those stupid charges. That's really and cool, and it's reasonable as well. Reasonable prices. It's a re- seems like a really nice guy. It's on. He's on Instagram as Vegan Horror. 
but it's great to see this UK based company yet again um, you know getting in there and doing some really interesting designs and a lot of this stuff is limited as well so once it's gone it's gone so you're going to be walking down the street and seeing 10 other people with the same kind of design which I think is really really cool but fantastic for the horror society I think awesome yeah that's that's all the news I got this uh, this week alright cool well, that was loads man obviously everyone's been enjoying San Diego and there's probably been some awesome one day we will go one day we will definitely go to San Diego that'd be great right let's move on to our main review got myself a crying talking sleeping walking living dog got to do my best to please her just cause she's a living dog got a roving eye and that is why she satisfies my soul got the one and only Okay, so we have been to the cinema to watch Annabelle Comes Home. I'm going to just uh, give you a little bit of synopsis on it and uh, we'll go in on it. There may be some spoilers in this, so be aware. While babysitting, the daughter of Ed and Lorraine Warren, a teenager and her friend, unknowingly awaken an evil spirit trapped in a doll. Dun dun dun! I mean, dun, dun. we know what the Annabelle story is. Mm. We've been introduced to Annabelle in the first country movie. And this movie follows the original Conjuring movie. Not, like, succinctly, but it, is, it happens after. The events definitely happen after. And there's something in there that you will definitely see that will make you go, Ooh, it's coming for the daughter. So this is all about the kids, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of like... Um... What seems to me has been like a, just an offset story, like a bit, maybe, maybe a filler story. I don't think it really moves the Conjuring universe on much. Um, possibly it might do with introducing new characters further down the line. But I, I think, you know, it's, it's just a kind of a nice standalone kind of movie, uh, popcorn movie that you go to, you know, date night movie or something like that you go to. Um but yeah, what what do you think about it, mate? This is for me. This is the country movie I've been waiting for. You yeah, know, I don't understand why it wasn't. It, to me, it feels completely set more so than any of the Annabelle movies. More so than none. It, they all obviously interlink, but this really ties into it. This is what I wanted to see. This is what everyone wants to see. Mm. This, it, you know, it's ever we've always, we've seen that room time and time again. Yeah, so yeah. what the fuck is that room all about? Yeah, and in this movie you get to see a buttload of what that room is about. And I think they handled it very clever. They didn't go over the top of it. There was some great examples yeah, of definitely. what, like the sort of different paranoia, that, uh, paranormal that was uh, things that were actually in that room. Yeah. And we could definitely got to run them down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, uh, well, before you delve into that, what, how, how, what did you think this movie was going to be, be about before you actually went in? I thought it was just going to be about the doll stalking um, the Warren's daughter. Mm. Um, and I guess I thought maybe it had happened before the country. And I was like, mm. this, this, you know, it just, the, the, the era is really hard to see mm. um, with the clothes and stuff. And when it actually set, when is it dated? It's 70s, 80s. You just can't see that. And I think it's just not completely clear to me. Mm. So I really thought that this one was maybe before 
the original Crunchyroll movie, and that's there's stuff that had happened with like a babysitter, and then it just sort of you know everything else jumps on part of it. You know yeah. that's what I think for it was, but okay. I was pleasantly surprised at some point to learn that this was set after that Conjuring movie, mm. and that the daughter's already been. Because um, if you remember from country movies, she sits like Annabelle, sort of like is sat with her. Mm. The witch, yeah. the witch, basically gets hold gets hold of like her through a locket, um, correct, and yeah. she kind of breaks breaks Annabelle out. Mm. Um, or, you know, and you obviously Annabelle's a doll. The doll is a conduit. It's it's sort of like a a leech. Yeah. What do they call it in the movie? Can't remember now. But it's sort of like a conductor for yeah. all spirits. Basically, sure. that's what they they do. And they show you a great moment in it with, yeah, when, right, it, the when they put it, when they actually moment. put it in the yeah. room, and you get this sort of like hum. I like that even before that when they're traveling in the car, and they kind of pull up outside some kind of cemetery. Mm. It's really really freaky. Like obviously it's so powerful, and it shows how powerful how powerful it is. Yeah, entity and stuff and what it does. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really cool when you actually see the moment they put it behind the glass. Yeah, because at first they and just finding saw... out what the glasses as well. I thought that was cool. Like it's actually um, an offcut from like a church yeah. glass. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And they originally just put it in a chair and started blessing it, but they could start to sense that all the bits and bobs in the room mm. were sort of playing up. And it's like fuck. And then all they did is stick behind, stick it behind a bit of glass. I think it's that room is irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they're the ones to keep it. But it's irresponsible to be, ever leave it. And they do obviously go off and do their sort of investigations. But to leave the yeah. daughter alone. And she, the daughter doesn't really want to go in the room, I think. Mm. But like, I don't know. I just think there wasn't enough locks on that door for no. me. There wasn't. You'd have a door and then a door. And then like a lock and then a door and then a combination lock. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, yeah, to think like that, I suppose. But... Then again, you can't really destroy these things either, can you? Because they're not, they can't destroy them. So You've they're got kind of containing somewhere. them somehow, you know? It's weird. It's just like really, really strange. I guess this movie is almost like it feels like it's passing the mantle over to the daughter because this is like a kid. These kids are the ones that are, I mean, all the movies have kind mm. of been had those that sort of child element maybe apart from the nun mm, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they sort of had the that childish yeah. element in there and, that, and you got that vulnerability of the kids and stuff like this but they Definitely, were yeah. the warrants were very much like in it at the start then sort of left the kids you know to fend for themselves well, where do you think they went no, they, went think? On, they went on an investigation as far yeah, as I understand. Is, it, is it one that we've that's connected that's what i'm trying to work out well we've got the country and free next year so maybe mm. we'll see what they were doing Maybe, yeah, Maybe. That's, that's true. Yeah. Maybe. It's another story. But um, there was lots of opportunities to see what was the room about. Um, I think it's important to mention there's no deaths in this. Yeah, that that was an interesting thing. But there's no deaths in any of the country movies. Mm. Mm, I think that's right. I know that in the Annabelle movies, there's definitely deaths. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember them. Definitely. The first Annabelle movie... Um, the lady that she befriends jumps out the window and kills herself at the end to release it. Okay, yeah, fair play. So, but, and yeah, I think you're right about the Conjuring movies. I don't think anybody dies. Nobody dies in Conjuring, in the first Conjuring movie. Definitely not the second either. Yeah, it? they're all sort of like, just they're all, you know, pretty Which much. Which is really clever when you think about it. Yeah. It's not about 
you know, deaths and stuff is but about that impending gonna, doom. Yeah, yeah, that whole, you know, what's going to happen and the build-up is crazy. What do you think about it? I really, really liked it. I liked it. Um, I prefer, for me, I really liked the first Annabelle movie because it just, it, it really reminds me of kind of Rosemary's Baby and the eerie stuff and the demon and the, the bit where the lift opens and closes uh, scene in the basement was amazing. I just love the seeing that demon behind like in the little bits and pieces, the creepiness of it. The The demon side of things, that's the sort of thing that gets me more than the kind of like drawn out kind of jump scares um, I, I I don't mind jump scares but on, on the build up to these jump scares sometimes are a little bit too long for me um, I, did, I didn't feel there were this was all about jump scares no I'm not saying this film was all about jump scares mm. I'm saying that there was a few moments where it was a, 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 a which James Wan is really good at and and um, Gary Doman is that they're, they're really good at drawing out scenes to build up and then sometimes they just get you and nothing happens um, I think they're really clever at that and I'm not saying this was full of them but this for me um, I still loved it I still really really enjoyed it but for me I, I prefer the, the first Annabelle movie I don't know why there's just something about it that just resonates with me more with that kind of uh, nod to the older school, old school kind of horror movies yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. I do know what you mean, but for some reason, this one appealed to me a lot more. I don't. I. I mean, the first Annabelle movie scared the shit out of me. The second movie, I didn't really like get on with. But yeah, for this one, for for some reason, I just thought it's like a juggernaut of the Conjuring universe. To be honest, I. I it's what really? I want. It's personally what I wanted to see. Okay. The Conjuring one, I could I can watch again and again. It's got really good rewatchability. Yep. The scares are brilliant, and it's just a really quality, well made movie. Mm. The others, I don't think, have that rewatchability. I wouldn't. Oh, I love. I've watched. I recently watched Conjuring Two, and I still put hairs up on my back of my neck. Yeah. When they're doing that whole scene, where again, this is the sort of stuff that freaks me out, is where the old man starts, uh, the girl starts talking as the old man and stuff like that, like that talking to the 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 kind of the demon or the whatever it is spirit or whatever like that. It always just something about that is is got me. You know, like Exorcist style stuff. It's just freaky, man. Yeah, it's crazy. But we should talk about, like, who's in this movie yeah. a little bit. Obviously, Vera Famiga and Patrick Wilson revise their roles as um, Lorraine and Ed Warren. Judy Warren, their daughter, is played by McKenna Grace. Brilliant, yeah. She was great. Great kid actor. Then you've got Madison Iceman, who plays the babysitter, Mary Ellen. Okay. She, I thought she was quality in it. And then the fucking knobhead, Katie Sarafif. Uh, plays Dan Daniela Rios, not really a knobhead. That's a bit harsh. She's just she. This one's the one that wants to is sort of. Ha- she's the reason for this movie to sort of exist. She yeah. wants to experience something. She's got lost. She lost her dad, and now she wants to find some way to talk to him again because she feels it is her fault. Mm. And in the inadvertently, with sort of the help of the, the daughter, gets into the room. And unleashes out the uh, the demon, mm-hmm. and then it all goes tits up, really, doesn't it? It does indeed. <laughs> yeah, it does indeed. We get all sorts. What what did you what did you make of the um, the ferryman? Yeah, it's interesting. Apparently, that derives like it's Greek mythology. Apparently, the ferryman, um, which is interesting. 
it makes me think with all these characters is are they obviously going to introduce these into the country universe which which is really really cool if you think about it like they were going to do this with the kind of uh, monster universe when they with Dracula and the Invisible Man and and then it all fell to pieces which was a shame um, but this one looks like this looks like this whole country the one of us if you'd like to say is kind of branching out and I'm all up for that you know yeah. I mean some of these characters could bring really really good films I mean yeah you had the ferryman what others did we have uh, you had um, Feely Mealy it was like a board game that was like a board that was weird this weird board game I don't even was that an artifact in the room it was you, oh, you was shoot it? them she went Daniela went past it and they sort of focused in it for like a second yeah. and then obviously so he's like, and then it appeared later in yeah. in her room hmm. interesting so that, was. that was really weird it's, yeah I, I don't I, know if I'd like to see a whole movie on that but. I quite liked there was a character a Japanese spirit called Onni which is the armour Oh, is that the samurai? The, the samurai, samurai, yeah, the Japanese one. That, that That's interesting because they could go down the whole route of doing a whole, like, if it was me, this is what I'd say. I'd go make it a Japanese film. Yeah, big time, Japanese and, horror, you know, yeah. Make it completely all Japanese characters with telling the folklore of that spirit would be really, really cool. That would be and, awesome. And they always, they're always saying about diversity and everything. Why not do it? But make it as a Japanese movie as part of the kind of universe, it'd be really, really cool. I think that's, that's really, quite interesting. That's a really interesting idea. Uh, woman in the wedding, wedding dress, she plays a little bit of a big, bit of bigger sort of part in it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Mm, I don't know what to make of that one because they don't really focus on the story as much. I mean, it looks like a, a kind of like a, a bride that's been jilted, maybe at the altar. It's nothing or to do like with that. the curse of Lorona. And that's what I thought. No, no, no. I thought it might have been. I thought mm. maybe that may be too close to kind of that storyline to maybe make a film for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just thought that it, had, it was very familiar. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. This is great. The Shuck. <laughs> this is the fucking um, werewolf. Oh, I've. Uh, is that what it was? It, I don't know. It, there's another name for it. They call it the Hellhound. Right. And it's. Um, and, and it's actually a case that the Warrens actually got involved with, where in a, in in a, it was in England one, wasn't it? I was it England. I think I so. I think, no, I, if I, I think I saw on Essex or something like that. Oh really? I yeah. didn't know whether that was. Uh, all I know is it's definitely a case that they um, basically looked into, and it's about some kind of um, wolf or something was attacking people from the fog and stuff like that. I don't know, loosely based on that. Yeah, it was just. It was a bit of fun, that. That was quite a good bit of fun. What about future TV? That's the only one that I was like... I think it work. It would work as a Black Mirror type of one, like a TV show, like a Twilight Zone kind of feel to it. I just don't think it would it would work, as in a I just think, film. I, right? I think it stepped over a line. Mm. It went Twilight Zone for me, with yeah. it? And yeah. I was like, hmm. I'm like, some of the stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, that was technology, like... Technology kind of, like, based... Thing, I don't know, yeah. The ghosty, the, um, more than part of the ghosty stuff. Like, there was, mm-hmm. like, a freaky typewriter in there. The little monkey with the symbols. <laughs> the monkey with the symbols, I love that thing. <laughs> so there's a lot of cool shit in that room, and yeah. you've got to see a fair amount of it, like a little creepy piano. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't, I really did enjoy, like, getting into some of the other stuff. But do you think it was, like... Do you think it was a bit more for younger audiences? Um, I... I, I'm not sure. I think it's for for as I, the only way I can really think of explaining it to people is it's a bit a bit like um a haunted house kind of flick, a kind of like 
I don't want to say goosebumps, but more of a like uh, like a, a traditional scare movie, like one that you would rent if you were if you still had rentals. That you go, oh, let's let's get a scary one. Let's get a, and it's kind of a middle of the road scare factor kind of movie. But it, it reminded me a lot of like old school movies where it's all set in one location in one house, like a haunted house type thing, which is which was really cool. I thought because it really kind of sparked a little bit of nostalgia in me and, and so, you know i could see where they're getting at do you see what i mean yeah and there's i just think for me they threw a lot of a lot of too many easter eggs out mm. like it was just there was it's like too much though, going on yeah yeah, yeah it's like, oh my god i, I needed to, I, that's i suppose that means i could watch it again i could watch this again because yeah. i'd want to see what else is in that bloody room as they scan through yeah. it that's yeah, the thing yeah it's interesting it's yeah. clever very very clever but on the whole, I I, I really I did enjoy it. I, I really did enjoy it, and um, acting was great. Uh, I think all the effects were cool and new characters were interesting. I wasn't uh, I don't know. I wasn't too keen on the werewolf kind of thing. Could have done without Bob with a guitar. <laughs> you know, we didn't really need Bob, did we? No. But it was interesting to see that, like Judy, the the daughter has kind of some innate abilities. They were definitely hinting at that. She could yeah. see the dead or, you know, she just had something about Maybe she's her. she's inherited it from her mother. So that was kind of cool. But again, it's, is it too obvious hmm. for the country universe? It's, I suppose, what country was, what, 2005? It could have been. A while ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. So I'm like thinking, I'm thinking like, they've done it, it was great. Now it's like a franchise the fuck out of it yeah craziness yeah alright cool so do you want to do you want to rate this bad boy let's rate it yeah I think uh, I'm giving it a, good, a solid 7 out of 10 yeah I'll, I'll go with you with that 7 I think yeah that's fair enough I think 7 is is, is definitely watchable it's rewatchable. I would love to see it again um and I, yeah, you're right. I want to see all those extra bits, like what was in that room. Yeah, I just think it's a little bit above above average. Um, I, I, you know, in the countries, I'll probably put it above the nun and all those sorts of stuff. Stuff, but definitely for me, it probably fit on the same line as, like, say, I don't know, a second country movie for me. Mm-hmm. That's where I sort of see it in my in sort of the list of the ever growing list of country movies that oh, we're, okay. we've got now. Good. So, but what we got next? Our next podcast will be on... Well, we are taking a break. So we have especially uh, pre-recorded uh, a little something for you while we're away. Yeah, I'm on holiday. Yeah. Going to France for a couple of weeks. And so. I'm moving house. So <laughs> we're, we're a bit kind of like crazy at the moment, but we don't want to leave you guys hanging. So we've got like a, a little special that will be dropped um, after this one. Yeah, definitely. Probably going to a little bit of midsummer. Mm. But we went to we'll give it all away. Oh, okay, not bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's that one. So we let's move on to our um, something to scream about. Let's do it.
this week, we're going to talk about children in horror movies. And this is a Matt against Fitz. Oh, why have we got so... We're so good at synergy at the moment. I don't know. Um, Fits in perfectly. Kids are freaky, in my opinion. So I think there's been some absolute standout, like, children, or, like, in, in horror movies, going back to, like, I don't know... 60s 70s and stuff like that you've got some great examples i don't know you got obviously reagan from um the exorcist with um her imaginary friend captain howdy i looked it up because it was doing my head in that's the captain howdy it's captain howdy that's a little imaginary friend but you've just got so many cool examples of like red rum yeah exactly danny torrance and you've got the grady sisters and stuff like that in shining you know the the children and um, yeah the Grady twins sorry and the you got the children of Jaws they play a fundamental part in that sort of absolutely like, yeah yeah, yeah obviously and kids sort of can be a big difference to how I think creepy look I also the, think you need to look at how kids act as well because you could get completely wooden kind of fucking characters kids that can't act. But then you can get kids that just knock it out of the park. There's, there's absolutely loads of different examples out there. And I think it, it will make a hell of a lot of difference if they're just shit at acting. So it's yeah. very imp- important to get the right cast. But I think sometimes the direction can just, because they're so innocent, they can just like pull off these like, absolutely amazing performances without actually being talented, won't have one iota of talent. Mm, possibly. Um, I mean, okay, let's talk about some kids in horror movies and see where we get to. Okay. So what? Um, I'm going to go for, well, I'm going to talk about a couple, quite a yeah. few. Um, you can tell me what your, your thoughts on them. Um, like, I'm going to start with um, Danny Torrance from The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. That is one of your faves, obviously. He wasn't the best actor. But freaky as fuck. Red Hello. <laughs> It's his little weird little finger thing that they actually got him to do. And he, he was directed by the great Stanley Kubrick, so... I wonder how he um, directed him, though. If he was as harsh as he was with the others with him. Oh, God. Like, slapping him around the face and stuff. <laughs> Cry! <laughs> but he was so weird. He was a weird kid. And with the, yeah, shi- the shining bits that they got him to do, I thought he played it absolutely fantastic. Mm. Couldn't think of a better actor for that. Mm. But with kids, you just chuck him in. And yeah. his little wheelie thing. Brilliant. But with that, you got the little Grady twins. Yeah. You said they're at um, LFCC this year. The actors, yeah, the act- yeah. The, act- the actors, and they didn't really do anything apart from just stand side by side. <laughs> looking yeah, weird. twins are freaky anyway at the best of times. Let alone putting makeup in, making them look dead. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, but a lot of people have that kind of phobia of kids especially twins that look like that it's, it's weird yeah look like village of the damned yeah like they're all like with blonde like, hair and they're weird eyes and stuff like that that's mm. a great example even children of the corn is it like um i can't amish is his name amish um oh, oh the kids yeah the kid yeah, yeah yeah with like the black hat he looks like like he looks like a young sort of um preacher mm. he looks really weird it's a good movie it is a good movie love, love a bit of children of the corn love stephen king view Mm. Stephen King is a great example. He he seems to build his story. I think he, the thing is with him, like he looks at when he was a child with like obviously with the it stuff, 
I think he resonates with kind of like his childhood memories and stuff like that. And and when he obviously portrays it over to a book, it just it's perfect. And when you can take it from a book with so much detail into a film, I think it's, it's perfect. Like for me, when I like with the it kind of like two part uh, the original when it came out, I thought the kids nailed it, and the 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 adult part was some of the acting that's dreadful. That John Boy the kids from... absolutely nailed it. Kids definitely nailed it more yeah. than uh, I think. And you had Seth Green. And this know. is what I think the new it's got a problem with. It's those kids in the first film were phenomenal, and your boy was in it as well. They absolutely smashed it. Yeah. And so then... it's like now they've got some big. Big boots to fill with this this second movie, but I think by the looks of the trailer, they might have nailed it again. Hopefully, mm. hopefully. And but you've got with Stephen King, you've got so many cool examples. Stand by me, where you've got, you know, um, what's his name, uh, River Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Will Wheaton, yeah. the great Will Wheaton, uh, Corey Feld, our boy Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Josh Josh Brolin. Yeah. I mean, look at what look at their careers. Not Josh Brolin. What's his name? What are you on about the the little tubby one? Oh, I can't. Remember. Oh, what's his name? He was in. Oh no, he was. Oh, I can't remember his name. Okay. Damn it! But yeah, he's great. He's he's gone on to have a good good career, and he's definitely not chubby anymore. <laughs> they're all they're all fantastic in that yeah. Stand by Me movie. Keith Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, but like it the the old it movie. Something went on. You know, Seth Green. Yeah. The guy from Never Ending Story. Is that okay. what he did? I don't know. I don't know. But I didn't really see any others. <laughs> Gage? Is from it G- Gage? Pet Cemetery. From Pet Cemetery. Yeah. That's probably one of the weirdest moments in, in horror. Freaky. Where they like Very throw him into the fire at the end. Yeah. Very freaky. What you got? I got some... I, I, obviously, for me, one of my earliest memories was... Colin! Uh, Ann from the Poltergeist obviously I think you know she was when she acted again like that innocence that you were talking about she's just innocent and she's just thrown in it from an early age and obviously all the background of her story of what happened to her after as well is even freakier but it, it's just like she was amazing in that film it's just it, she makes that film so weird and eerie and I think if you didn't have her in it it'd be a totally different story uh, a couple of other ones I got. Um, obviously, Omen, Damien. I, I never hated a little child so much, and that that kid in that, the the way he acts in that film with his face, a lot of his just his face expressions, like the way he acts in it is just not even acting. His face just looks so angry and evil, and it's just like, and that when I when I like watched that film, I really didn't like him, and I knew that it was working because I didn't like him. It's just simple. It's just like hands in the pocket. He just looks at you and you're like, are oh, you going to die? You're definitely going to die now. Yeah, definitely. And then the, then there's like, you can't forget a bit newer ones like, you know, Millie Shapiro for, that, that was in Hereditary. She She's a newcomer. Yeah. She's like, she was brilliant, I thought, as an actor, like in a film, her first debut. I thought she's brilliant. Um, and also going back a little bit for like back to 2009, did you ever watch The Orphan with Isabella yes. Furman? She was great. Amazing actor. Like that film just... Esther was her name, yeah, wasn't it? it and yeah. Oh, the characters are fucking nuts. Like, she was crazy in that film. And like, crazy good actor. Like, at that age, it's just like, what the hell? Well, she was a, 
a young actress playing a child, but also an adult at the same time. Mm. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, because she, she was older. She was like a. She was older than she was I making think she out. Was slightly out, older. Yeah, yeah. She started coming on to the dad. Yeah, <laughs> freaky. <laughs> and then you've got films like Let the Right One In, which superb what, Eli? movie. Eli. Superb movie. The, the vampire without any bits. Both of them. Both <laughs> kids in that. Yeah. Film. And that's the original, not the American. Oh, one. Okay. I mean, the American remakes are actually not that bad, uh, but the original movie, hands down for me, when I watched that movie, was like that is awesome and the acting in that is just insane but obviously my for number one for me is regan from um exorcist because that was like one of the first first memories uh and i was like she a got, child put in this kind of situation in a movie she is, got treated like but, shit like that director william was it william fredrickson yeah. or something like that? he put her on like a black uh a, like a wooden plinth and would mm. like smash around they made that room so cold mm, they put in a harness as oh well and she God. still claims that she gets back problems now because of that yeah they, they that movie fucked her up but i mean look at the end result <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should really kids maybe should have some some rights but it, no no rights. masterpiece but look at, some the, look at some of the japanese movies like um you've got like uh toshio and uh, from the grudge and yeah. samara morgan mm from um the ring those i mean they didn't really the kids in the grudge maybe had a little bit more to do it's what um because it was you and uh toshio wasn't it and they had that <laughs> but they just look freaky the makeup was brilliant yeah but samara morgan maybe didn't have a lot to do she just had long hair and just had to walk really well someone else did the freaky Probably, little yeah, freaky yeah. walk but you it, you remember her mm. and with the long hair everyone remembers the ring like, mm. you talk oh, to yeah. anyone that is just phenomenal so it's right up there I also <laughs> have to mention uh, Firestarter oh, like yeah. Drew Barrymore yeah, was in yeah. that and she was great I mean it was such a weird old movie just like a, she was like a it could basically pyromaniac have fire out of nowhere <laughs> with, de- with kids I'm definitely thinking like pre you know that sort of young teenage sort of era yeah i mean you could go as kids as far as like start talking about my man armstrong but yeah. then you're going into teenager realms yeah and carry and all that sort yeah. of stuff but, but i think it's like no that's a different different, different yeah, conversation i think but like what else have i got oh colsea mm. the sixth sense like mm. hayley joel hayley joel osmond fucking hell i mean he didn't really have much of a career after that mm. ai and stuff like that but hey hang on a minute what about that walrus movie <laughs> 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 good old kevin smith but um he was phenomenal in that movie and he oh yeah and he out of all of them from an acting perspective he was incredible he could act yeah and all the stuff that he did and the way he interacted with bruce willis's character i it had everyone going yeah, that yeah. bruce willis was not a ghost I mean, oh spoilers oh sorry everyone Spoiler. out there you, oh, yeah he's dead <laughs> he's a ghost Boo. Um, but yeah, and like I just I think kids in horror is just it's just something about it. Even like Carrie Anne and the brother is a bit a brother in Carrie Anne. You know, and we talked about loads of them, like the gate. Gate's brilliant. Monster yeah. Squad. Yeah. Like the kids in the Monster Squad. It's just something about A little think, kid in Lost Boys as well, a little yeah. vampire kid. But it's just does it just remind you of your youth? Mm. I mean we watch a lot of these we watched as kids anyway. Yeah, yeah. And think about like child's play. 
you know, yeah. um, little um, Andy. Andy. Yeah. This is some. Andy wasn't the greatest actor. <laughs> Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> but he didn't need to do much, did he? And sometimes they don't need to do much. No, no, you're right. Like the du- the little dude in Babadook. See that I was going to talk about him, but he annoys me so much. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him. His his face is so odd. The other uh, characters like uh, Return of Living Dead Part Two, the kids in that are fantastic, and oh, that, did... that's like they're in that a lot. I don't remember that a one. lot of time. Really, I don't remember that. Oh, I saved that for the rewatch. The cul-de-sac. Are they living in a cul-de-sac. Ooh, I can't. That one's that one's gone up my memory. We have to rewatch this one. Yeah, right? aren't we? For a rewatch. Ghoulies. Yeah. No, the Ghoulies are a bit older, aren't they? But yeah, like get like a little mini Stephen Dork. And was uh, <laughs> great to see. And a lot of these actors, it's great to see that they, they do have some absolutely outstanding careers. It's almost like horror is a great start point. Yeah, definitely. For um, a lot of these kid actors. So it's just exciting. And I love watching them in it. Yeah. You know, it's just... You love watching kids. I didn't say that. In horror that. movies. That's, that's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So we got... Um, a great little discussion for our next one. We, we've um, we've been to see, been some, we've done a zombie interactive experience. You've been all part, of it away now, haven't you? As part of Matt's for turning forty, the old bastard. We are going to discuss what we did and how in very much in depth, aren't we, Baffy? That is going to be on the next episode. Yes. So that'll be our something to scream about for next episode. So should we move on now? From the mind of Robert England, alias Freddy Krueger, comes his first directorial movie. What's up, Chuck? A movie reliving a nightmare. Let him go! The powers of darkness have returned. Returned to capture their souls. Don't worry about others. You'll damage your pride. They'll soon regret it. souls of the innocent. Someday soon, you're going to be down here and I'm going to spit on you. A real man has the nerves to take what he deserves. Some say it's a warning from God. A warning about what? Are you ready? I'm ready. Take it. So this movie was put forward to us by our, one of our first listeners that got in touch first, um, Fairy Faye. She's been with us from the start. Um, I used to own this movie on um, VHS when I was 18. I don't anymore, which is disappointing. I used to have 97... Well, now I've just said the title. It's 976 <laughs> Evil. And it's a movie that's directed by uh, Robert England. So it's got great potential as a good horror is from 1988 um and it's about people who dial 976 evil receive supernatural powers and turn into satanic killers mm. discuss what did you think because i've obviously seen this before well you lent me your blu-ray not a blu-ray edition 
it's blatantly not a blu-ray it's just a, it's obviously a, a rip from a dvd i don't know what you're talking about but, <laughs> but nevertheless um popped it in um it's an interesting film i've never ever seen this, this is the first time i've seen this movie um obviously 80s which is brilliant um very 80s yeah very 80s yeah obviously um interesting watch interesting i don't know if i really liked it or didn't really like it i'm not sure i'm on the fence but okay this is why i think i need to talk about it let's talk about it so this stars um stephen jeffries who as hoax hmm. you know who was in fright night you know so he obviously went on and done something else which hmm. was fantastic apart from porn so that's good <laughs> um patrick o'brien as uh, is sort of cousin spike yeah fucking he's the bad boy and it's got dreamboat uh, Leslie Dean, um, who plays Susie, who was also in Freddy's Freddy Dead. Yeah. Now I've got I don't know how much your Matt's facts. I don't know if I'm going to spoil one right it doesn't now. Matter, you but she plays it. the gimp in Pulp Fiction. Did not know that. Did you not know that? I did not. I did loads of digging as well. I didn't know that. She plays the gimp in Pulp Fiction. She plays the gimp. That's amazing. Because um, I went into a little uh, a little IMDb page really? and I looked what she'd been in. So I was like, I recognise her. Um, so we're talking about the blonde, blonde Lizzie. You recognised her from in being in a gimp suit. <laughs> I recognised her as being in something. Yeah, and definitely, I, and yeah. Because as soon yeah. as I saw her, I, I was like, I definitely recognise her. And she's in she Freddy's is. Dead. Yeah, that's probably where I recognise yeah. her from. But then I was like, oh, what else have you been in? I was like, Pulp Fiction? It's like, she's not in Pulp Fiction. What and a I was like, role. The gimp? <laughs> is she plays the gimp? That's amazing. I think that's incredible. We found the gimp in yeah. this. Bring out movie. the gimp. So this movie has made, you know, made my top 10 now just because of that. Um, it's not it's not the best movie in the world. Admittedly no. so. Robert yeah. Eng- it's basically like Robert England having a little bit of a stab. I mean, it's as like a horror. And mm. he, he does, he's got a good makeup artist on board. Um, pretty much his ideas of a horror movie is like another reincarnation of, say, Freddy. Because all the deaths seem to be like very similar to how uh, you know with that big sort of you know slashing. They're all connected to fear, aren't they? So mm. whatever your fears are, it seems to, so. There is like yeah, that kind of running connection through the movie. He's definitely used his influence as Freddy to sort yeah. of on on this movie. Yeah. So that was good. It's good, but that's fine. You know, why not? Eh. But I just think there's some just. I think the movie itself, you know, the actors. <laughs> Oh, brilliant in it. Um, <laughs> when are they ever? When are they ever? So it's just a cheesy horror movie, really, with um, a good, interesting death count. Um, some interesting. I think the the most part of this is like the nods. I think to other horror movies. I think that's what probably worth like talking about. Okay. I mean, like the back. If I I spent a lot of my time looking in the background. Yeah, I know, yeah. Like, all the posters and stuff on the yeah. wall, yeah. Because, like, there's a lot of... This movie is set in a, like, a sort of... A horror cinema. Yeah. That like, was fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like that. I like the little gang as well. They're sort of kind of, kind of cool. But remind me a bit like a Class of Newcomb High. Yeah, a little bit, Not yeah. Not quite, the, you know, but they were the like... kind of style. Well, like, their clothes, they're edgy, can't they? are kind of edgy, like, new punk. Yeah, and the bullies, yeah. you know, the classic bullies of, like, dunking poor hoax into the toilet. Yeah, the old classic head dunking. Where has that gone nowadays? I know. Not allowed to do it anymore. Not allowed. Health and safety gone mad. But there's um some interesting things I thought. Do you remember porno cards? 
Do you watch them? Oh, because yeah. they were playing poker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, with... Those smutty cards. I remember when I was like 13, walking into like... I went to like San Sikinfos in Greece. It's like a Greek island. And you'd always look for something to take home. Mm. I remember going to the shop and you look around and you've got like cocks everywhere. Weird little... <laughs> Weird. Cock, tin, tin openers and just stuff like that. It's like just weird shit. Like when yeah. we were in Brussels. Oh yeah, like a statue of like two people having sex or something yeah. stupid and like, like that. Yeah, tick cards and you're only yeah. 13. You shouldn't be seeing all this. Mm. But they had these like deck of cards and it's mm. like topless. Yeah. Like, oh, I wonder if I could get away by now. <laughs> you bought them, didn't you? Yeah, of course I did. So yeah, so um, it's just that, that sort of thing. And it's just hilarious. I find yeah. it hilarious the fact that you're playing cards with just like, and every single one of them's got a pair of tits on. It's like, does that make the game of cards better for you? <laughs> maybe if it brings up like a, a special little someone that you fancy, I don't know, maybe. It's just maybe. something I remember from being a kid. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's class. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is that great communication device between the houses. Oh, the, the kind of like, um, kind of money shoot. Like they have them in shops, don't they? Like, a little tube. Yeah, you put out. you put cash in it and it yeah. fucks off and like goes sucks, to it, up. sucks it up, <laughs> makes that work enough. But they were using it to communicate Between from the hands. garage yeah. to to his bedroom. For, I think it was from the guy's bedroom across, wasn't it? Like, to well, he bedroom. was living in the garage. Oh, was he? Yeah, because it was all like that. You know, the mum was like, "This is my house until oh, twenty-one," yeah, yeah. all that sort of shit. Um, but how the fuck did that thing work? Exactly. I don't understand it. Because he didn't just lob it down. It has to have some kind of suction. Yeah. So when you... So there must be... Like I, don't, another... I don't think they thought about that because I'm pretty sure like when I was digging, that was just a bloke who nailed a, 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 a pipe on the wall and apparently one of the, the hands or people that were directing it where I just dropped it in when it was ready and they added the sound effect after. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, okay. I... I, I... It's not real. <laughs> I thought way mo- way too much into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. But, uh, I don't know, the, the kind of, the connect, what is it, his cousin, isn't it? Like, so... Spike. Yeah, it's the connection between them two was really weird. Yeah. We've got, we've got to talk about one scene in particular. Now, there's kind of a sex scene in the garage. And obviously, Hoax is... is spying on it the old classic peeping tom from the 80s bit where he's like i don't know what it is with him because obviously you play, that, that character plays evil ed in fright fright night right and it there's always something about that looking out your bedroom window into next door neighbor's house and they still do it in films nowadays like they, they did in um uh the the film on netflix what's called summer of 84 was it yeah like there's always it's always that person next door that that they can see across the street and they're always spying on them. Most of the eighties movies. The I never had that. Spying. Nor did I. Never had the, it would, it would never have worked. No, but over in the States, obviously the house is different and they're kind of quite close together and they're all kind of like in the street. I don't know. But anyway, regardless of the point, hoax is a little perv. So he's perving <laughs> on his cousin. who has got his windows undone totally. And he's literally having sex on this kind of like weird chair. Yeah. I bet you've already bought one off Amazon, getting it delivered to your bungalow. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Some kind of weird sex chair. It's definitely a weird sex chair. And then, and that, after they leave, Hoax goes down and has a little look around, doesn't he? He has a sniff of the panties. <laughs> so weird. But if you remember, Such he also a sends bit. a little weird note yeah. through the communication. Whilst they're doing it. Whoop. 
and he like opens it as they're having sex and said, "Oh, my cousin." Cock block. My cousin's watching, but he just laughs it off. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It means nothing. And she was like, "What a little perv?" And she's yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Um, and she leaves in the panties. That so weird. Hoax has a little bit of a sniff. <laughs> God. But that sort of leads us on to our first death, really, doesn't it? Mm. Because, you know, the hoax. I've written in my book there, sex seat. Sex seat. <laughs> so hoax finds this number for nine seven six evil. Yeah. And like, and gives it a ring, and he takes it very seriously, mm. and like. You know, it basically gives you like a weird kind of um, horoscope. Horoscope, yeah. Um, and he acts it out, and he goes on a date with Lizzie, sort of Which in his, his head cousin's date. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And, and they get on quite well. They do. They're getting on bloody lovely. And because Spike has left her for the card game with mm. the titty cards, and um, and they're having a great old time. And then the bullies come in and mess with Hoax a little bit, as he's like, you know, saving her from a spider. And then he, run, he sort of runs away. So they've messed with him maybe one more too many times. But And she sort of backs off him at that point. Yeah. So he gets a bit upset. And he gets another um, idea and he starts doing a ritual. Yeah. This is where it changes a bit. It goes from like giving a little phone call to being a bit of a dweeb. Then it goes straight to like now he's a full on Satanist like ritual thing going on. Like the ghoulies all over it's again. It's like crazy. He goes straight in from like don't pass go just go straight to the satanism shit yeah and he's <laughs> like pretty fast forward it was a horrible scene though i didn't really i didn't think you like that little me. spider so he conjures conjures these spiders up doesn't he to basically kill he owns a poisonous spider yeah and he puts it in the middle of this thing and then mm. suddenly loads of spiders appear in a takeaway box yeah and just kill her kill her yeah oh and then he goes around and screams realizing he's done it Mm. Oh, no. and then he's realised he's got this power now yeah and he becomes all satanic and weird after that well you, is it like the devil's taken over his body or something like that some kind of evil presence some kind of evil presence yeah. I don't know if it's a devil but it's just some kind of demon thing but it could be the devil if you want to call it a devil call it a devil mm. but he's definitely like starting growing like a weird hand and fingernails and toenails yeah. and weird you know they're getting spiky the facts were awesome Really good. Yeah. Like some of the special effects, like when he starts picking off the, the gang and stuff. That's not bad. I like that kind of idea. And he's like slashes one in the face. Chops one of their arms off so they don't hardly even scream. <laughs> he's like, it's quite all right. Just wraps a bit of tissue around it. Yeah. It's like, it didn't even really scream that much. No. He's yeah. chopped off his bloody hand. And there were some great posters in the background. There. Oh, I've yeah. got to talk about the posters. Great posters. There was like Maniac. Remember yeah. that one? Yeah. Um, they had a Friday, the Fright Night one. Yep. That was a great that little was nod. Good, yeah. I was, you know, quite quite like that. Excited. It excited me. <laughs> um, Critter's poster. Yep. And a Dawn of the Dead poster. And did you notice this, uh, what they were playing at the cinema? Mm. El Diablo. Or the Blue, whatever it's called. El Diablo. El Diablo, the cinema's called Ooh. that. No, I didn't. Um, but the posters outside was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And there was another one as well. I can't remember Ooh. what it was. I missed that one. Yeah, that, that was on the outside of the cinema. What, where you put the little words? Yeah. Oh, cool. So there's some like lovely nods. Obviously, Rob England loves his horror. I yeah. would have loved to see maybe a Nightmare on Elm Street poster yeah, in there as well, but he didn't go full on cheese. But that was pretty cool. Um, Kills the bullies one by one, doesn't he? Mm. Just goes mental. And 
it burns down the cinema. I love that. I really wanted that cinema. Oh, no, Me and you could have had that. We could have run that horror cinema. Yeah. Well, I thought it was quite a good deal as well, wasn't it? One ninety nine for like a horror, <laughs> horror film. One dollar ninety nine for a horror film fest of watching as many. Five. As yeah. Like. Oh, it's pretty cool. Bring it on. Yeah, man. Big love time. That. And then it gets a little bit more. It gets a bit gated. Would you say it gets a bit gatish at the end? Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'll give you that. Maybe yeah. Like the summoning of like evil and. The house is kind of frozen over, isn't it? Like, I don't know whether that's a reference to hell freezing over and stuff like that. There was also a bit. Of, there was there was some nice like Bible references in it because they had the mm. raining fish at one stage in it yeah. as well. That was fucking weird. That was really strange. I couldn't work out what was happening. I was like, what is going on? Because <laughs> he sends a fish through the bloody communication yeah. device. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so There's quite a running bizarre. theme of fish throughout as well because he's got a fish poster on his wall and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. Why? I think there's a lot of cleverness in this horror movie that we don't, bits, that you maybe. don't see. Yeah, I think like it's got rewatchability, mate. You need mm. to go and watch it again. I'll lend mm. you again. Um, but yeah, that scene, like where she, he's, who's he trying to take down to hell? He's trying to take someone to hell with him, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's got there's basically two detect like a detective and a reporter, sort mm. of like investigating this um, horoscope thing. Yeah, and he goes and sees the the night caller or whatever he is at one stage and he's yeah. like we're just chilling isn't he um but yeah i don't really understand that they ended up closing it up how did they even close it up can you remember i, I can't remember oh god <laughs> but, yeah i think just you're the one that's seen this before i know but it's, some of it doesn't stick mate it's not the best horror movie it's like but, but average I, I, sorry fairy fairy yeah but she knows it's not the best but it's just got like it's got those those bits actually I've it's got it's still got a lot of redeeming factors in it it still has it's got great special effects I've got a bit from Fairy Faye here okay. actually because I was like why did you why why did you want, want to pick this movie okay cool so she says that it intrigued me as it was Robert England's directorial debut it was an interesting premise but Stephen Fright Night Jeffries just totally stole the show which he kind yeah, of did he, does, he really he does. did yeah I totally agree with that um, he makes I can't believe he didn't get bigger do you know what I mean? We did a lot of porn. Um, well, he makes what could be an irritating character watchable. And he does play That's an irritable true. character very well. Even the shitty little moped crash at the beginning. But, oh, I love that. Yeah, so I love weird. that. Like, just literally. That actually looked like a real crash as well. Like he'd actually crashed it. Yeah. Um, but he comes across as like um, sympathetic, if not creepy. I don't know. Um, she did say it's not the best horror movie in the world. But at first go, it can be grippy and it never bores. I didn't. I wouldn't get bored. No, it was, I, I was bored. I was interested throughout. I didn't like, didn't one minute get bored or anything. Kind of find out what was. I wanted to kind of find out where the story was going. She said, "Unlike the sequel, which makes bugger all sense," and oh. she's right. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> then she told me about the fact that Stephen Jeffries had an interesting porn career afterwards. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's where he disappeared to, then, yes, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, interesting. But, I mean, it's a great, it's a great pick because it remind. I it's what something I've watched and you haven't, which I is know, a change. Yeah. So you kind of get to look at it, and it's not. I'm not. I got no love, no real love for it, apart from the fact that I thought the that I, my mum. I know my mum bought it for my 18th birthday. It's one of the first okay. horror movies I saw. Like 18. It's an 18 certificate. Right. Plenty of gore. Plenty of weird sex scenes a bit and of boobs. Yeah. Bit of boobs, and uh, it's just a sort of good 
average 80s horror movie. Like Two million dollar budget as well, believe it or not. It's we going for budget. we going for Matt's facts now. Yeah, let's do it. And then we'll rate it after Matt's facts. Okay. Okay. So, the theater, the Al Diablo theater, was actually a little model. A little model. They shot it, and then they just had a set of just the doors that they filmed. And this company that was quite big at the time would superimpose that image on the model so so they didn't have to spend as much money. And it didn't even look like it. I thought it was a real theatre, to be fair. Two million budget, that's But I thought decent. that was quite interesting. That was good. So obviously this is directorial debut from Robert England. Had a bit of cash he wanted to spend before he get in the game. Um, obviously we've mentioned about in the projection room the Fright Night poster, which was a brilliant nod, I thought. Um, the spider scene, this was interesting. Apparently... All the cats in the movie, they were like really good. And apparently he said he could direct the cats and they were actually doing stuff. But the spiders were the worst because when they chucked them over the actress, they wouldn't move. So apparently they had to get straws and blow on the straws to make the spiders move. Which I thought was quite funny. Robert England met his um, wife on set, Nancy Booth, which was quite interesting. So he he met his wife there. and uh, she, I think she must have had stuff to do with set design and stuff because without him knowing, she put, because um, her name was Nancy, she put R and N in the bathroom in kind of like graffiti. So when he'd go and do the dailies, which is watching over the shots and seeing that to see if he'd noticed that what she'd put in there, like little hidden messages for him, which I thought was quite cool. That's quite cute. Um, for, his, for Aunt Lucy's death, uh, obviously that to make the cats look like they were eating her so they basically stuffed a dummy full of like tuna fish so they would eat the actual the dummy so it looked like the cats were eating her which was quite funny now I want to talk a bit about 976 in the states the ni- number 976 is a premium number so it's massive in the 80s that people would call it mainly of sex lines and porno lines and stuff like that but apparently as it got on it, it went on to kind of other things like you could uh, ring it in that have sports facts or there'd be like movie lines or there'd be like there's even one for freddy krueger that you could phone and speak to pretend to speak to freddy krueger so they it was big money in the 80s oh, okay. premium rate numbers so you'd phone it up and it'd be like you know like 50 cents a minute or something like that so people would rack up massive bills but obviously it, it works for the sex numbers more you know what i mean a lot of lonely people out there mr douse would know about that one yeah so yeah which was interesting the other poster outside was it was texas chainsaw massacre and there's an evil dead poster outside the cinema as well which was cool the voice on the phone of whatever the voice was whether it was a devil or a demon or whatever was actually robert england himself oh really yeah um and there's a devil theme throughout the whole movie so if you see he orders devil eggs in the diner uh the theater is called el diablo theater which means the devil theater and when he's climbing up the house, he's climbing on devil's weed, whatever that is. It's kind of a, a plant. So it's a kind of devil theme all the way through it. Unfortunately, the movie didn't do great um, in the States. Um, but it did really, really well on home video, apparently, which spawned a sequel. Yeah. And that's all I've got. Mate, there's some good facts, actually. I'm surprised you got that many. But yeah. again, it does have the great Robert England at the helm. So It did. I mean, I think that I think he was annoyed because it didn't do so well. Um, I think that he kind of gave up and stopped acting after that, which was a shame, uh, really. Yeah. Because I think he could have, 
if he had carried it on, I think he could have really kind of like I think he's done a lot of other things since then. Two thousand and one maniacs. Yeah, so and that which I've seen and I don't think it's actually that bad. I do. It's got some good deaths in there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, good crack at that. I am you know, it's like, I am gonna it's for me it's just an average one for me, so it's gonna get a five out of ten. It's not uh-huh. got it's not below average and it's not above. So it's dead on dead on in the middle for me. Cool. What about you, buddy? It's a hard one because I think it de- I think it deserves a rewatch, but I think I think I'd go like a five. Okay. Yeah. Definitely Good number. Five breaths out of ten. Well, we're not going to pick one now for next episode, are we? No. We're taking a, a we bit. haven't got this. We haven't got a something from the well for the next episode. Um, but I've got an interesting one that somebody's reached out for us okay. for the episode after that. Which is so uh, Jay Jury's been in contact and he would love us to watch The Beyond. Okay, I've got it's that a on foreign movie. Yeah, and I don't think we've done a foreign movie yet. No, we so haven't. I thought it'd be quite interesting. Italian, he's, is it? Yeah, uh, okay, so yeah. So he's put it out there to watch The Beyond. I've just got that for my birthday. Oh, brilliant! So, Even yeah, better. I got that. I got the arrow, the arrow copy. Fantastic! Oh, I can't wait. Cheers, Jay. I'm looking for. I haven't seen it, so I'm looking forward to watching that. I've not that. seen it either. So. That's 70s, though, isn't it? I think it's 70s. Is it 70s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, we'll step a little bit out of the 80s and. Uh, well, I think see yeah, what we should. Since this is all about. Yeah, it's been suggested. This so. is the video nasty. Mm. Mm. Okay, cool. All right, sound. So, that's our 30th episode, done and dusted. Nice and maybe zero. You know, and uh, I suppose the next the next episode we will be doing a little bit of a special. You'll see um, us talk about Midsummer and our little zombie experience. Yeah. Um, and then we're going into Fright Fest and beyond in the next couple. It's going to be some exciting times over the next couple of months. You're going to have to. We got some great old treats. Yeah, we got. Hopefully, we're going to be working on some content from um, LFCC and um, Fright Fest. So we'll we'll be collecting as much content as we can. So keep an eye on our social media and stuff. Yeah, get, again, we will we'll be plugging loads of things with what we're doing and where we'll be. And if you want to follow along on the journey, then go for it. We're obviously on Instagram and Twitter. So give us a follow. Cool. Now, I guess there's only one, one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast. Instagram at draw one last breath or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com. <laughs>